Once in a while, a character will come around that will not only stir the imagination of fans young and old around the world, but will define a generation. For me, that character was Luke Skywalker. Growing up during the 1980s, I became obsessed with the farm boy turned Jedi Knight, and my childhood was encapsulated in the world of Star Wars. One of the earliest memories I have was standing in a toy aisle with my mother as she picked a Luke Skywalker Kenner action figure, and she handed it to me. And how I played with it and with my new Darth Vader figure for hours after that. I remember watching the films on VHS whenever I could and reenacting the stories through my action figures and playsets. I dressed like Luke for Halloween, and on most days, as I ran around my backyard swinging my lightsaber at imaginary stormtroopers. For me, there was nothing that compared to Star Wars, nothing that excited me or stretched my imagination as wide as the world George Lucas created, and there was no one who defined that heroism and goodness like Luke Skywalker. And in the winter of 2016, while the world was buzzing from the premiere of The Force Awakens and was eagerly awaiting the upcoming release of Rogue One, I couldn't get enough of Star Wars and decided to delve into the back catalog of stories. There was a gap of content I had ignored after 2005's Revenge of the Sith film, simply because I had given up on Star Wars storytelling for a while. The prequel trilogy lacked the excitement I had felt from watching the original films, and I just couldn't see the franchise I loved getting back on track again. After the prequel trilogy concluded, Lucasfilm developed an animated series in 2008. Titled The Clone Wars, it filled the gap between Episodes 2 and 3 and focused on the war between the Republic's clone army and the droid army of the Separatists. During the series' run on the Cartoon Network, I was aware of its existence, but anything connected to the prequels held very little interest for me at the time. But the fervor ignited by The Force Awakens led me to explore the content I had missed when it first aired, and so I began watching the Clone Wars series on Netflix. I figured if the first few episodes were bad, I would pass on finishing the series. But if it turned out to be even slightly interesting, I'd have more than 100 episodes of yet unexplored Star Wars content to enjoy. I don't recall the moment it happened, but somewhere between the second half of the first season and the first half of the second season, I fell in love with the show. It was everything I had wanted the prequels to be, and I was delighted to see each of the characters originally introduced in the films given the proper screen time and story arcs in The Clone Wars. But the character that really connected me to the Clone Wars was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, the Jedi in training known as Ahsoka Tano. At the beginning of the series, Ahsoka is 14 years old and is as brash and headstrong as her master. But she becomes our representative into a new galaxy of stories as we see much of the action through her eyes. And she not only demonstrates a deep sense of courage, but she learns and grows as the story progresses, becoming a capable and at times profound leader. Over the past 12 years, we've seen Ahsoka train under Anakin to the point in which she was ready to become a Jedi, only to walk away from the Jedi Order. That decision may have saved her from the incoming onslaught of Darth Sidious' attack on the Jedi by turning their fellow clone troopers against them at the end of the Clone War. 
and we witnessed a mature and stronger Ahsoka aid the Rebels' crew and fight her former master, Anakin turned Darth Vader, in one of the most epic Star Wars stories of all time, in the episode titled Twilight of the Apprentice. For many, Ahsoka is the Luke Skywalker of a new generation of Star Wars fans. Her popularity has slowly increased over the past decade, as fans discovered her in both The Clone Wars and in Star Wars Rebels. Those of us who are familiar with the prequels knew she wasn't in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Therefore, we simply expected Ahsoka to die at the end of the Clone Wars series, before Anakin became Darth Vader and the Apprentice of the Emperor. But Ahsoka is very much alive, and is one of the most exciting and relatable characters in the Star Wars universe, to children and to adults all around the world. And with the release of the final season of The Clone Wars, and a live-action introduction in the second season of The Mandalorian, Ahsoka's story is only beginning. This is a look at the character created by Dave Filoni, blessed by George Lucas, given life by CGCG and the creative crews of The Clone Wars and Rebels, and voiced by the inimitable Ashley Eckstein. This is what happens when captivating, solid storytelling collides with a relatable and inspiring protagonist. This is a roundtable discussion with fellow Ahsoka collectors and fans, all of whom I proudly call my friends. This is a celebration of the power of Star Wars and the blessings of friendship. This is the year of Ahsoka Tano. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. what the Clone Wars and what Ahsoka means to you. So, this is what I need you to do. Today, March 28th, I need you to go to StarWars.com and vote for Ahsoka as much as possible. Spread the word. Tell all your friends. Tell all your family. And please vote as many times. You need to exercise that finger. Just vote and vote and vote and vote because you can show everyone how much Ahsoka means to you. We know how much Han Solo means to you. We know how much R2-D2 means to you. But this is the chance that you can tell the world that Ahsoka matters. And Ahsoka's out there. And Ahsoka lives. And so this is what you can do right here, right now, is vote for Ahsoka. This is the true underdog story. Nobody's expecting it. And so this is where we can really make a statement.
That was Ashley Eckstein's appeal to the fans to vote for Ahsoka Tano during a 2013 March Madness Star Wars character tournament hosted by StarWars.com. Clone Wars had just wrapped its season 5 finale, and Disney, after purchasing Lucasfilm at the end of 2012, would soon cancel the series since it had been airing on a competitor's network. Ashley's plea to Star Wars fans was for much more than a win in a March Madness tournament. It was a call to arms, to let Disney and Lucasfilm know what Ahsoka meant to those who had connected with her during the Clone Wars run, and to fight for Ahsoka's story to one day continue beyond the Clone Wars. Unfortunately for fans of the Togruta Padawan, Yoda took the main prize in the 2013 tournament, and Ahsoka only made it to the second round, losing to Chewbacca. However, in the following year, Netflix aired all five seasons of The Clone Wars, plus a new sixth season. And with a wider audience able to check out the series in its entirety, Ahsoka's fanbase slowly began to grow. Her iconic arc in the Star Wars Rebels animated series helped to widen her fanbase and ushered in a new era of possibilities in continuing the stories began by The Clone Wars. And without giving too much away, the second season confrontation between her and her former master is one of the greatest Star Wars stories of the Disney era, if not of all time. And this year, with the release of the seventh and final season of the Filoni-run Clone Wars series on the Disney Plus streaming service, Star Wars fans around the world have had the chance to revisit the show, or to watch it for the very first time, and with a new generation of young Star Wars fans. Ahsoka is slowly becoming a household name, and will one day stand with the popular culture greats like Darth Vader, Princess Leia, and Luke Skywalker. So today, I've gathered five friends I've met through our collecting community, who share a love and appreciation for Ahsoka Tano and Ashley Eckstein. For most of us, it was the excitement of the Clone Wars' heroine and the fantastic storytelling over the past decade that brought us together as friends. And to me, they not only share that same passion, but they all have a similar heart, and they care for others very much. I am honored to call them friends and have an orange-skinned Jedi in training to thank for that. Joining us in this Ahsoka Roundtable discussion are Chris Letty, Fonz Napolitano, Clifton Cadbane Boggs, Will Russ, and F.J. DiRobertis. It feels really nice to be able to hang out with friends again, and I hope you'll feel right at home with our little group. Here's to a wonderful conversation and a wonderful Star Wars character. In my life, when people need you, you help them, no matter what. So we have something very special tonight. Uh, we have been trying to uh, to get together as a roundtable for a while, and uh, I screwed up the last time, but uh, we've managed to all get together. So we have six people in our room right now, and uh, we share really one thing in common, one main thing in common, that we're all huge fans of Ahsoka Tano. Uh, so I'd like to introduce, I have, I have a bunch of friends here. Um, I have Will Russ, Clifton Boggs, Fonz Napolitano, F.J. DiRobertis, 
and uh, Christopher Letty. Uh, so, Chris, uh, I've known you, I think, the longest, or you were actually the first person that I knew um, who collected Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um, we had been uh, we had been kind of. I think on on the the prototype exchange, uh, which is a Facebook group, we've been posting, uh, you know, over the years and and looking for uh, similar Ahsoka stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had never known anyone else who collected, uh, who had a focus in modern. And so to have that that same focus uh, was kind of interesting. But if you want to introduce yourself, yeah, uh, Chris Letty. Um... You know, just a collector like everybody else. And uh, yeah, I mean, Ahsoka is one of those characters that when I got back into collecting, I wanted I wanted to, uh, you know, see what else was out there for her stuff. And, and kind of it uh, snowballed from there. And um, yeah, it's just a great character. And I'm glad to uh, be joining the roundtable. <laughs> Terrific. Terrific. And, uh, and then I think after Chris, uh, that was uh, Chris, I think we met somewhere around like 2017. Yeah. Um, yeah. Late then, 2017. Yeah. Uh, and then around the same time, like shortly after that, I think, uh, Clifton Boggs, uh, you and I met and, uh, we recently did a, a podcast episode as well together, right? Yes, we did. David. Uh, I'm Clifton Boggs. I own uh, and operate Happy Pappy's Action Figure Extravaganza in downtown Canton, Ohio. Um, I've been uh, focusing on Ahsoka Tano, I would say, since about 2000, late 2016, maybe 2017. That's when I kind of found the Clone Wars. I kind of wrote off Star Wars for a long time and up until I found the Star or the Clone Wars, and then it, then it uh, helped me find her. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Uh, and I think after after Clifton, I, I met um, and became really close with Fonz. And uh, Fonz shares. It, Fonz is very passionate about uh, about Ahsoka. And I think uh, if Fonz, it seems like Ahsoka was your way into modern. Is that correct? Uh, well, I mean, kinda, um, yes, current modern, but so I collected vintage, you know, exclusively for a long time. But then in 1995, when the modern stuff started coming out, if you want to call it modern now, um, I collected that until about 2002. And then I stopped collecting because I was like, you know, I don't want this stuff. I'd rather have the the vintage stuff than the, the, the modern stuff. But, um, when you know when i when i was talked into watching the clone wars and i had to be talked into watching the clone wars <laughs> because i was so upset with the prequels uh you know my very good friend mark he uh he said you got to watch them they're they're really good yeah. he was you're not going to really like a so, uh, pa- uh, anakin's padawan at first but she grows on you and i was like okay um so i you know i started watching that and i and i really think why I like Ahsoka so much is because she really bridges the gap between vintage and modern because she has all of these experiences with characters from the vintage line and, you know, and she brings it into the modern line. And, you know, so I started collecting Ahsoka and then from there, as you know, I started collecting, you know, a lot of the, uh, the, the modern prototypes. Yes. And, uh, you had mentioned earlier that you are a, uh, primarily a vintage collector. Um, and you and I, in, in one of, uh, the most popular episodes of, of Star Wars prototypes and production so far, uh, we did a tour 
on uh, on May the fourth uh, at your house during FonzCon, and we did a whole tour of your vintage collection, uh, which is incredible. Absolutely, just an amazing amazing room, amazing memories tied to each piece, and it was just for me, it was one of the most fun days of collecting. So you are awesome. Oh, so are your dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then uh Will, I think uh I think I met you shortly after uh through the uh the Georgia uh, Alliance, uh which was really cool. So if you can kind of give us a little background. Actually, really fast, I you were one of the first people I saw and I didn't know you at the time, but when I went to um Orlando, uh Celebration Orlando, you were dressed as Grover. Correct. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I would say my Meeting with you was through Georgia Alliance, a um, great group of guys. And when I joined with, with a lot of like-minded people in that group, everyone had started to say, well, whoa, what are you, what's your focus? What do you like? And I'm like, I, if I'm going to get into any of this pre-production stuff, I, I'm after Ahsoka. And they were like, you got to stand in line for Ahsoka. <laughs> And then they said, you got to watch out for SDQ. And I was like, all right, who's this guy? And then we started talking and you gave me a couple of tidbits. I started sharing you some pictures. And yeah, I think uh, I think that's when you realized that I was just just as passionate about Ahsoka. And we started talking and becoming friends. So. Absolutely. And I have to say, your passion was so awesome. And, and in a way, it's really what connected us Um you know, and I just, I always looked forward to every time we got a chance to speak, uh, you know, but and it's so funny, like something like Star Wars or collecting or even Ahsoka ties people together. That That's what's amazing about this, this community and what we do a lot of times. We, we, we build friendships off of the things that we, we all love, which is really nice. It, it was a great, you know, uh, icebreaker in Orlando with the, the Grover solo and then carrying that on through Chicago and, and into Anaheim. Um, at first, what I, is Grover Solo? I was well. I was kind of one of those uh, stay in the background and and didn't really talk to people. And through through a friend of mine, after we came out of Anaheim in 2015 uh, with the Swag Crew, and and it, it got to be where I understood the lines more, and it wasn't about bummer being in a 15 hour line. It's like, dude, there's 4,000 people here that share the same exact passion. And if you can't find these people to talk to, then. <laughs> and ah- Ahsoka was that with, with so many people that, especially during this last year, it opened up a lot to me through the summer socials and, and, and things like this talking to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, um, I have to say too, I, I was really, I was really touched because, um, the idea hit me last weekend. I reached out to you guys, and I would say within about five or six minutes, uh, we had connected and said, "All right, we're all going to do this. We're all in." And um, you guys were just, you know, we're we're a hundred percent in, hundred percent excited about it, and and it, it it made this, you know, so so exciting. And and I've been anticipating this for a while, so very cool. Um, and then uh, FJ, I I met you this year. Yes, um, I actually I saw you at Celebration Chicago. Uh, and then I saw, I also saw a, a video that you did that was part of a series on StarWars.com, right? Correct. Yeah, our Star Wars stories. Um, they're currently in their second season now. I was part of the first season. Um, 
yeah, you probably saw me like stuck working in the booth, probably at celebration. <laughs> That's more where I was mostly. Um, yeah, I, I think I saw you shooting off a, uh, oh, a cannon with uh, with my yes. friend Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Robin on the stage. Yeah, shooting, <laughs> getting to shoot the t-shirt cannon was pretty pretty amazing, pretty wild. And then we met actually at my first ever uh, meetup. I you know I'm kind of new in the last year or two to the Facebook groups, um, and yeah, we met um, at Ro- at uh, Ross's house, right? Um, yes, and that episode, I think it's number nineteen. It's uh, if if you want to hear uh, FJ's story, because uh, I was asking you like your favorite pickup of the year, favorite moment. Uh, it's, it's on that episode, so uh, so look up the meetup at Ross Barr's house. Yeah, and then I think um, I remember listening to. Um, so I'm probably out of everybody here, definitely newer to Ahsoka collecting. So I think Ahsoka and I are still in the, the honeymoon stage, um, and. I remember listening to one of your podcasts, David, and you were a whole big segment on there about the Ahsoka, you know, um, collectibles and um, the value, how they were shooting up. And I learned so much. Like I, was, I had already been collecting her already, but I mean, I got so much education from that. Um, that really kind of catapulted my collecting of Ahsoka from that point on. That's really, really cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you follow that. It's been nice. Um, you know, I think all of us as, as Ahsoka collectors, we get to see, uh, each other's collections progress and, and, uh, you know, we all have discussions on, uh, on, on the character and on collecting itself. So it's always nice to see, uh, those collections grow and, um, we really root each other on, which is nice. Well, it was nice to have you, like, I, I had, I, I was kind of in a closet with uh, Ahsoka because I had nobody else who was collecting her. And so as soon <laughs> yeah. as you, um, you know, let on that you were into Ahsoka, then you and I were chatting all the time and messaging each other. And it was like, ah, oh, I have somebody to share this with. Hmm. And then Chris and I started talking and mm-hmm. it was, it just blew up. <laughs> I think it's cool how we're not in you know, like direct competition. We actually help each other. Yes. Hey, looking for this. What about this? Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And a lot of people that that have gotten into modern recently have said like, oh, this is much different than vintage collecting because there tends to be more uh, heavier competition and and sometimes backstabbing and stuff like that. And it seems like the modern group is much more supportive of one another and more willing to help each other. And it's just more readily available. Exactly. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Unless you're collecting Ahsoka. Well, true. <laughs> First shot. Um, Specifically Ahsoka prototypes. <laughs> so so Chris, when did it's cutthroat. So. <laughs> yes, then it does it does get a little cutthroat. Uh, <laughs> so Chris, when did when did you get into Ahsoka? So And how? Yeah. I mean, for me, uh I missed the entire Clone Wars um series and everything. That was a period of time when I was out of collecting, focusing on other things. And I had, I had uh, gotten the movie. Like I didn't see the movie when it was in theaters, the clone wars movie. I got the DVD, watched it. Didn't really make a big impression on me at the time. It was just the time, you know, in my life. And, uh, I mean, just years later when I got back into collecting in 2015, um, I got back in, you know, fast and furious and I was buying up collections of all these modern, like modern loose lots of stuff that I hadn't, I, I, you know, that came out in the mid to late two thousands, um, early 2010s and stuff. And I was going through these figures and, and I'm like, man, I don't recognize any of these figures <laughs> and, or characters or anything. So I start 
going through and I noticed that like each one of these lots I get has like a couple of this one female alien. And I'm like, you know, who is this? Why are they, why are they, these, why were these kids getting so many of these, this girl here? And then I started putting two and two together and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was the Padawan in the Clone Wars movie. And so then I just started doing research and seeing all the, all the figures that she, well, I mean, the handful of figures that she had out. And then I started, I'm like, well, I got to give, you know, this Clone Wars a shot. And it was on Netflix by that time. And I just binged Clone Wars and I, I just fell in love with the character. I mean, the, so then I, then I was just all in. I mean, this, that was like, so that was late 2015 when I started picking up her stuff. And then all through 2016, I was picking up everything I could. I was buying up Ahsoka collections, like all this stuff. And my wife is just like, who is this character? And I'm like, it's Ahsoka Tano. She's like this great character and all this stuff. She's like, okay, okay. You know? And, and, um, so then as time went on, I, I had built up a, you know, decent production run of, of her figures and different things and ephemera started getting some of the autographs. I had, um, so then I, I just kept, you know, looking into the character and, and, uh, I think it was like mid, like early 2017, and I was talking to my buddies, uh, Stephen Ward and Justin Rowland, and they were trying to get me into modern prototype collecting. And obviously Ahsoka was my modern focus collector, uh, focus character. And then my vintage is Rebel Commando. I wasn't going to get into any vintage prototype collecting. I mean, that was just silly. I'll leave that to Steven. And uh, I just started looking what was out there and... I got to tell you, the timing was right. Um, and I, I checked on eBay and they had, there was a hand-painted hard copy on eBay. Buy it now. And Steven was just like, dude, do it. Do it. And so I did. And I, at that time, I messaged the seller and she was like, well, I have a couple more pieces. I'm going to put them up. So she let me know when she put them up. And she had two more painted hard copies and the ball just started rolling and I, <laughs> I just started picking up whatever I could. And it didn't, at that time I knew nobody else that collected Ahsoka and, you know, she had just, I think it was 2017 was when she just made her appearance on rebels. Um, yeah. so she wasn't really back in the spotlight and the prices, you know, at the, time i thought i was paying a lot of money um but i was reassured by uh some other friends of you know friends of ours that yes these are legit you shouldn't have any you know concerns with their legitimacy and all that stuff and mm -hmm. yeah so i just started picking up her stuff and and uh later that year i i realized i I did have some competition in the prototype market. Um, I was like, who is this David guy? Like he's putting all these want to buy posts, uh, Ahsoka prototypes. And, um, but from, from what I had experienced in the past, 
with, especially with Justin and Steven, where we're all, all three of us are rebel commando focus collectors and, and the camaraderie and the um, kind of like partnership with in that small knit uh, collecting group, you know, we always helped each other find something and, and we tried to keep the competition to a bare minimum. Um, and then, so that's when David and I clicked and, you know, it was, yes, we were going after some of the same stuff, but, um, you know, it was really great connecting with him and being able to express the, you know, love of the character and, and then be able to find and collect her, you know, figures and, and, um, you know, other items and stuff. I just, that, I mean, that's kind of my Ahsoka collecting, um, you know, journey in a nutshell, but it's, you know, as with all these guys, you know, um, you know, it's been great getting to know everybody and, and some, some of you guys are newer, uh, you know, friends, you know, some of us have known each other for, you know, a few years now, but, um, I just love being able to chat and, and share with, with everybody. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I you know, I, I'm just glad that I was asked to be a part of this, uh, round table. And it, it's funny. I think, um, so you had mentioned that you, uh, you came into Clone Wars late, and it seems like most of the the people who are interested in Ahsoka or who come to become Ahsoka fans, um, they come in late as well. Like I, I came in, um, I think between I was trying to figure it out t- today. I think it was between The Force Awakens and Rogue One, where I just I loved The Force Awakens, and I just wanted more content, and I didn't want to wait the year for for Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So I went through Clone Wars. Uh, at that point, um, how many of you watched Clone Wars from the beginning, or, or how many of you have actually seen the saw the movie in theaters? I did. No, nope. FJ, you did. Yep, I did. And, wow. And I and it's funny that I didn't. You know, and I watched in the theaters, and I watched the Clone Wars series as it was playing out, and I and I really loved it. Um, and I and I think I agree with that too. I mean, I think maybe in the beginning of the movie, I found Ahsoka maybe annoying back then. Now I don't because I appreciate every aspect of her. But she definitely grew on me. But I never, in the first watching of the show, I never really connected with her immediately. It wasn't until years later when she appeared on Rebels. Um, I did. I was at the end of Clone Wars where she, you know, denounced being a Jedi. That I, you know, kind of I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Um, that piqued my interest, but it was already towards the end. Um, and then when she appeared on Rebels, it, something just struck me with her. I'm like, wow, this character is amazing. And I went back and I rewatched Clone Wars, all the seasons, but I looked at it through her eyes and her perspective. And it was like a completely different show. And I completely fell in love with the character then. And I just just focused on Ahsoka, the second viewing of that series. And now I'm watching it again in, in the order. David, you and I talked about it in that the recommended order and it's a whole new level as well but yeah i mean i just it was kind of like a progression with her and and it just took off i seen uh the original clone wars when it was on cartoon network in those little like seven minute segment deals and it the art style at the time just you're you're talking about so that's the hand drawn one that was from two thousand and two three like that yeah yeah in the very beginning and 
And when that came out, it, the art style just didn't click with me. And I guess, I guess I always want more now. So when they were doing those little like five, seven minute segments and then like tune in next week and that it was like, okay, you, you, I, I can't do this. So when the movie came out, I was like, it was the same art style. And I was like, hard pass. And then I came upon Clone Wars in season two on Disney and started watching it as it was coming out. I missed all of the really annoying stuff from Ahsoka with the Sky Guy stuff from the movie and all that. So when I was getting caught up with Clone Wars, it was like, okay, I'd already started to get used to her. I think the reason that I fell in love with her, though, was because it was like, okay, Darth Vader actually had a kid sister that he helped bring (laughs) up. And we got to watch for the first time. I, I mean, we got to see Anakin in Phantom Menace as a small child, but not go through any of the trials of growing up as a Padawan. And we got that with Ahsoka, all of the the stuff where you thought she was a little whiny. When you look at the big picture, it was like, well, that's what a teenage girl would have been like. I like what you're saying there, Will, because I always thought Ahsoka was kind of like Luke Skywalker. So you kind of got to see what Luke Skywalker would be as a Padawan with her. Yeah, and Ahsoka is really, um, she's really the the, the window uh, or, or, you know, uh, representation of um, the, the fan, right? We, we see a lot of, I think, FJ, you said you watched it the second time uh, from her perspective. Yep. And I think for, for a lot of us, th- that's what made the Clone Wars so special is that they took a character and they really showed you um, – an entire series through the lens of of a bunch of characters, but but mainly through Ahsoka, and you got to actually grow with her, uh, which is something that doesn't happen as much with the Star Wars stories. Not to mention, you've never seen anybody take it all the way through the Jedi trials and then go, "Nope, you <laughs> abandoned me when I needed you the most, and now I'm I'm done with you." Yeah, yeah. And then to watch her you know, through the book, through, through all of the other aspects. I mean, cause my real love of Ahsoka actually came through the, the dark horse, uh, clone wars comics. The, the first six issues of that it was, pulled me back in where I was like, okay, now I want to know more. I know what clone Wars the series gave us and I know what the comics gave us. And then they gave us rebels and then they started filling in even more of the gaps to what we may or may not see here in, in a week or two. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and Fonz, how did you, uh, how did you come to know the clone wars? So, you know, I had sworn off Star Wars after, I I mean, I still collected the vintage. I I always have done that, but I had sworn off Star Wars after Revenge of the Sith. And, and, uh, you know, when Clone Wars came out, I think it was 2008. I was like, I'm not watching this. And, and, you know, like Will said, I really didn't like the style of art because it didn't look like a cartoon that I had ever seen before. And I'm like, I'm not watching this. I'm not watching this. And, you know, so it, it, it didn't even, 
you know, it, it, it didn't interest me at all. And then my, uh, my, 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 my very good friend who's, who's been my best friend since kindergarten, he, uh, he had, you know, he started to have kids and he was like, well, you know, we watched the clone wars and it's really good and you should watch it. I mean, it's, it's really good. Um, and I'm like, ah, no, you know, I just don't want to get into it. I'm already, it's already like three or four seasons into it. I don't want to get into it. And he's like, no, you really need to watch it. You'll really enjoy it. He's like, look, there are some clunker episodes. There are definitely some clunker episodes and some, you know, uh, 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 clunker story arcs, but overall it's very good and you need to watch it. And so finally I, you know, I gave in and I watched it and, um, like I said before, you know, Ahsoka was annoying at first and I didn't like her, but I feel like as, you know, she grew up, I think she was her, she was our eyes in seeing Darth Vader become Darth or Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader. Um, and then I think where I really started to think, wow, this character is awesome was when she, you know, renounced the Jedi order because, you know, to, 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 to be, to be taken away from your parents at such a young age and, um, you know, be, be, be brought into this, you know, basically order of monks, which is, you know, for lack of a better term, what they, what the Jedi are. And then to just say, you know, once you've reached the pinnacle of that particular order or, or, you know, pretty close to the pinnacle of that particular order, you just completely turn your back on them because, you know, you have a, uh, you don't agree with, with kind of the, the direction in which it's going, which we all know was ultimately led to their, you know, failure, um, you know, to have the courage to do that is really what uh, attracted me to Ahsoka and, you know, why I thought her character was so awesome. It's such a fantastic story arc. Um, and, and then to see it continued in Rebels and, you know, hopefully now the Mandalorian, uh, it's just, it's, 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 it's really great to see, you know, what she has become from where she was at. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and I mean, it's so interesting hearing each of you talk about um, what drew you to her or or how you, you came to appreciate her character because a lot of it really, you know, um, the fear with any character is that someone's always going to say, oh, you know, I like her because she's uh, – I like a character, whether it's a man or woman, uh, because, you know, he or she is really edgy or, or they're, they're tough or, you know, whatever it is. And I think with Ahsoka, the, the, the main thing is – She's exceptionally vulnerable, you know, as a character, you see her, you see her, um, her successes and her flaws, you know, and, and, uh, a lot of times, you know, Anakin is there to, to guide her and to teach her, um, you know, and she also works with people like Rex and, uh, the fact that she's able to command an army and nobody blinks at the fact that she's a girl, uh, that, that she's a teenager. Um, you know, there was, there was never anything like that. It was like, Everyone just accepted her as she was, and she had to prove herself each time. And I think there was something so power. There's such a powerful lesson in there that that didn't feel forced. Um, you know, it felt really special. And they gave her this great personality. You know, if you look at her at the beginning of Clone Wars, and now you know closer to say even like Rebels, 
um, or, or the, the seventh season of um, of Clone Wars, she's she's much more reserved, you know. Whereas in the, in the first season or two, maybe three, she was pretty brash, you know, and she would say whatever was on her mind, and uh, you know, she had no problem kind of throwing herself out into into the mix. And I think she's got. We've actually seen a maturity happen with this character, and it's all this little subtle stuff that just makes a. Um, a character really well written where you you feel like she's a real person. Well, I mean, you felt her failure from that very first episode when they gave her command and she lost. She lost big time. So we got to see her fail and then pick herself back up. I will say, though, through all those episodes where I totally went over, where I was like, I got to know more about this, was through the Mortis arc. The Mortis arc for me sealed that deal because, and I didn't realize how important that arc was until Rebels brought it back with the daughter. So, Will, what is the Mortis arc? The Mortis arc in Clone Wars? Yes. Um, Well, Ahsoka was actually possessed by, like, the dark side. And the equal counterpart, the daughter, gave up her life to bring Ahsoka back. Yeah. And on a larger scale, the idea with the, so the Mortis trilogy, it's, it's a three part episode that happened in the middle of season three of clone wars. And, um, Anakin Rex and Ahsoka are, um, are in a ship and they're, they're traveling somewhere. I forget where it is. And they, they lose contact with Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and Ahsoka are traveling, and they lose contact with, with Rex and everyone else uh, as they're traveling. And they wind up coming upon this planet that doesn't appear on any solar system map. Um, and uh, and when, they, when they land, um, basically it's a planet that's essentially the, the Force or inhabited by the Force. And you have the, the, the father who is sort of the... the the, the balance and the guide over everything and and, and th- there's you know tremendous symbolism in all of this and then you have the the um, the son and the daughter the son is played by Sam Witwer uh, who voices Maul um, and the um, the son is the dark is, is a representation of the dark side essentially and the, and the, uh, uh, the the daughter is the the light side and there's this constant kind of war between them and there's there's this balance and the dark side, the sun is trying to destroy uh, the light side, and it's revealed within this arc that um, that Anakin Skywalker is the person who will bring balance to the Force eventually. A tremendous, tremendous story. Yeah, it was. It, it, it pulled on everything because you got to see them pulling Anakin towards the dark side and attempting to use him. The, the father's basically dying and he's tired of being, uh, you know, giving up his life essence to stop the, the father or the son and the daughter from basically warring because the son wanted to war and the daughter just wanted peace. Yeah. And then it, it's basically uh, with the father dying, uh, and I guess the, the daughter dying, um, and the sun, right? Uh, it's now in the hands of, of Anakin to restore balance to the Force uh, eventually, and, and it's it's prophecy that he will. Uh, it's foretold that he will. So, um, Clifton, do you um, 
Do you have a uh, an, an episode or a moment or something with Ahsoka where you remember where it kind of clicked for you and you said, "Okay, cool, like I'm I'm on board. I'm a huge fan now." Was there was there a moment that that changed that for you? I just want to first say I want to thank Plo Koon for finding <laughs> Ahsoka Tana. <laughs> That's um, what got me into Ahsoka, honestly, because I I was a huge Plo Koon fan. Um, and that was my first hard copy that I picked up and everything. But I finding out that that he rescued her as a child and brought her into the Jedi Order, I was like, oh, I, I like her too. Like, that's great. <laughs> I, I guess because I started with the movie first, um, she really didn't bother me that much uh, because obviously you knew she was, uh, she was young. So I, I guess I gravitated towards her from the very beginning because it was just a new character. It was something new. Um, a lot of energy. Uh, it it kind of seemed like uh, Anakin and Ahsoka would bounce off of each other to see who could be, do the most ridiculous stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I can't, I can't brother, younger sister, <laughs> right? Like a brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, from the very beginning, hmm. FJ, what was your uh, what was your your moment that that turned you into a, an Ahsoka fan? Um, I think the the moment was in Rebels with um, her realization of her true realization of of who Vader really was, and just her reaction to that and the pain, um, and then her her battle with him, and then even just after that, then her you know coming back and interacting with the other characters later on and just being their sort of like mentor and guide. Um, because I, I had remembered her from Rebels, you know, obviously being a very different character, being the kid, being, um, you know, just seeing where she came from as and to what she had become. It was just, wow. I mean, there was just so, so much complexity to her character um, and just so much growth that I just kind of instantly at that point, even though I had watched her in, in Clone Wars and, and appreciated her and liked her, that's where I fell in love with her. Mm. FJ, I love the fact that you... That you said like before you before you mentioned the battle between Vader and Ahsoka because that's what a lot of people you know gravitate toward. Mm-hmm. But the, the, what what you said was really key, and it was the fact that she that she sensed that it that it was her that, that Darth Vader had was her um, her her teacher, her master, yeah. um, and I think that, that's so important because. It, like the, while the battle was really cool, that moment for that moment to strike you, oh, yeah. it had it, it. It was built upon years of storylines between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, where if if that storytelling wasn't good from day one, if they didn't connect as characters and gel, even as as voice actors and actresses, um, it wouldn't resonate with you like that. And and that that's an amazing moment that you know, of course, would just take anybody and just like flip them, you know, on, on their head. I, I, uh, I totally agree. And especially with, you know, I can just remember her face. I mean, just the, you know, what they, you know, they did in the animation with her face at that realization. And, and then I'm so appreciative that I had seen Clone Wars before that, because I was able to, it was almost like a, a flashback to all of that. And, and just being able to really tie that all in because of that strong relationship, you know, that, that they had, um, it was just a powerful moment to, to tie that all together. I think her relationship with Rex was oh, yeah. way stronger in Rebels. And kind of like what FJ was just saying, I loved that moment when they came upon them on that 
derelict planet in that walker. I mean, you could just see that emotion yeah. in the animation, and it made you feel like, wow, these are people that just reconnected. I believe uh, – so Ashley Eckstein, who's the voice of Ahsoka Tano, and Dee Bradley Baker, um, they – Dee Bradley Baker is the voice of all of the clones, not just Rex, but all of the clones in the Clone Wars. And I believe when uh, – Ashley said that when they when they reunited years later for Rebels – and and you know their characters reunited as well that they were in tears you know while while recording those those scenes because you know it wasn't just a script to them or you know some characters that they had been like they were they were these characters they they there was a, a piece of them uh you know on screen and and uh and it really meant something special you know what was powerful for me too was um in the the, the last season and the new season uh, 7 where where her and Anakin, when you know it's the last time that they're going to see each other as, um, as Jedi's and because you, you connect now both parts, you have what, what she did in rebels with Vader and then where she came from. And I, I teared up, I completely teared up at, at that moment because it just was, it's just, it was just powerful. I think that's one of the biggest things with, um, with that relationship between Ahsoka and Anakin, we got to see so much, of them together and all those years and, um, you know, the learning experiences, the ups, the downs, the battles, um, you know, Anakin putting his trust in Ahsoka to take on certain missions. Um, and I just think, you know, and then getting this, it's kind of weird because like FJ was saying, you know, we, we have this perspective now having seen you know we saw her through five seasons you know um of clone wars and then we jump ahead you know a dozen or you know whatever however many years in her life and then see her uh and you're like man what what happened in all those years and then you know that um she doesn't, she doesn't know. She thinks that Anakin, you know, was killed in order 66. And then you see what she goes through with twilight of the apprentice, like you guys were talking about. And then you jump back to the, what she went through the siege of Mandalore. Um, and those last moments that she saw Anakin Skywalker, uh, it, it's just the emotion it's just packed with emotion on all different levels. And, and like FJ was saying, like tears, goosebumps, you know, made your hair stand up. Like it just made you feel like, so it's, it's hard for me to even say because, um, we don't have really that with any other character. Um, you know, we see, uh, a small portion of Luke's journey, you know, obviously we see more with Clone Wars with Anakin's journey and, and that sort of thing. But like, um, I think Ahsoka just has this, she, she's experienced everything that you could possibly experience. And I think that's what makes her so relatable is that, uh, you can find bits and pieces of her, and her experiences 
and you can relate them to your own self and what, what you've gone through. And it doesn't matter that she, you know, um, her age or anything like that, her, uh, it's just, you can relate to Ahsoka. And I think that is what grass grass so many people, um, young, you know, from young to old, whatever. Um, and I think that's one of her strongest traits as a character. And I think that's why, you know, Dave Filoni, the, you know, her creator, you know, I think that's why he cut, you know, he likes to protect her story and wants to make sure that he can take her to the next step and not really let anybody else <laughs> kind of take, cause he, he, he wants that character to be handled with the utmost care. Um, and I just, you know, I hope, you know, going forward, we just, you know, get more Ahsoka content to continue to fill in those gaps. Um, because, you know, in, in Rebels, I mean, then again, we jump to after the events of Return of the Jedi and everything. So it's like, you've got all these gaps that can be filled with content. And I hope that we get that. Obviously, you know, the the dream is, is live action. Um, I take any sort of animation uh, series, comic series, give me another book. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I just you know, always want more Ahsoka content. And I'm sure all you guys do too. Oh, agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and it's funny, you all have said, you know, about how, how emotional the connection is between Ahsoka and, uh, and Anakin. Um, but also I, I would say she has so many connections with so many other people, especially, I mean, with Rex, we were, we were saying before, you know, D, D Bradley Baker and, and Ashley Eckstein in the studio, but that moment from season seven, um, where Rex presents the the 332nd mm. uh, troops, yeah. you know, and, and they, they all they have all painted their helmets to look like, uh, you know, Ahsoka with the, with the orange, with the, the white. Um, I mean, that that they showed us that in um, Chris, you were there. So I think you could probably explain yeah. this a little better. But um, was anyone else there for the uh, the season seven um, panel at Star Wars Celebration? Yes. Will, you were there? Yes. Okay, so what what was that moment like? Because what they did is they they showed us uh, a clip from it. They showed us a trailer and they showed us a clip. And the clip that they showed us, and it was it was unfinished um, rendering at the time because uh, everything is computer generated. And, and it was Ahsoka and, and what, meeting Rex. Yes. Well, what we didn't know in Chicago was we were the only ones that got to see that. That was blacked out for everyone else. You mean on, on the live stream they they stripped that? Yeah, it wasn't on YouTube or the live stream. It was completely oh, wow. blacked out content. So if you weren't in the room, you did not get to see that. Yeah, that was that was just I mean, not going to lie. I mean, that was the highlight of any Star Wars event I've ever gone to. It was just the feeling that I got, I mean, you know, it's, it, it was just everything I could have asked for. Um, you know, earlier in the day, uh, again, buddy, Justin Rowland, um, and I, 
you know, we knew that we had to, we had to go to that panel and, you know, David, you and I talked, we're like, we all have to go to this panel together. Um, and we planned it out, uh, ahead of time and, uh, got there super early and we just sat through, you know, all the other great panels and stuff. But as, as the light, you know, the lights went down and, uh, all the the actors came out and they started telling us about the experience and then they you know Ashley just talking about coming back and and you know all the other actors it was just just this amazing experience and David you and I and Justin we just kept on looking at each other like you know tear you know tears you know forming in our eyes and we're just mouths wide open and just like taking it all in. And I think, you know, after those, um, you know, after they showed the, the, the trailer and the, you know, the footage and stuff like that, I mean, just everybody went nuts. And I, I swear, I mean, I've never been so satisfied as a star Wars fan in my entire life. It was just, I don't know if I'll ever be able to, you know, replicate that and to have, you know, friends with me. Um, and that's awesome. Will that you were there too. Uh, I'm, and I'm sure you can, you feel, you know, I'm sure you, you have your own experience and, but it's just like, I mean, that's what star Wars is all about. And to have it be, you know, my favorite star Wars character, which she is my favorite star Wars character, you know, to have that being a focal point of that experience, it was just like, put it over, you know, over the moon and, yeah, I mean it's just it's stuff like that that you look forward to as a as a fan and um and that's why I, you know I just want more content you know with her in it. I, I'm like you, Chris. I, I when I first went to Celebration, it it's about special moments for me. Um, Chicago, that would probably be out out of all the panels. Now I'll say I had fantastic highlights on other aspects, but. As for panels, that was electric. You could feel it in the air. Everyone, I mean, you could feel people gasp and cheer and cry at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, Chicago, that bar none, the best. It's still, uh, it's still a soft second to be in eight rows behind John Williams when the curtain rolled over for the 40th anniversary, but... I know exactly what you're saying. That moment was the most satisfying of that weekend. And you just mm -hmm. walked out with a smile on your face. And that day didn't even matter anymore. The sea of people didn't matter. It was just great. So just to provide some context. So that was the Sunday of Celebration Chicago in 2019. Um, we had a snowstorm, so <laughs> that was that was uh, that was kind of rough. Oh, there yeah. were some uh, some people that were cosplaying and dressed up as um, Hoth stormtroopers, snowtroopers, and so they were having a field day out in the snow, which was great. But um, so the the panel it was basically taking place a year before the release, the February 2020 release of season seven of the Clone Wars, and uh, they had announced it, I think, at the end of 2018 at. San Diego Comic-Con uh, in maybe in like July, August. And um, and then so for this panel, they brought out people like Dee Bradley Baker, James Arnold Taylor, um, Filoni, Dave Filoni, the, the, 
the you know uh, showrunner who worked with um, uh, George Lucas on the original Clone Wars series, the, the, you know the first six seasons, and um, and then they premiered. They they showed us an, this unfinished scene of uh, Rex and Ahsoka and the troops, and then they showed us the trailer for season seven. And you know again that was it's funny because it's hard to explain sometimes to people how emotional. Uh, or how emotionally connected we get to these newer Star Wars stories, you know, because a lot of us, you know, we're, we're kids around the time of either the prequels or the original trilogy, and they're the ones that mean so much to us, right? Like we connect our childhoods to it, and 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 the storytelling, and you know, Luke and Anakin, and and but with these new stories, some of them are so powerful, and so for me, watching that that moment with with Rex, you know, and sitting around friends and everything with with Rex and Ahsoka. Um, I, I turned around and I looked kind of at the, the rows around me and there were people that, that, you know, Chris, as you said before, that, that were teary eyed. And I looked and I went, okay, I'm not the only that for me, that was, that was a revelation because I was like, I'm not the only one who feels this way. And it's not silly to feel this way because there's something obviously happening. Um, uh, so Fonz, uh, do you have, do you have a, a favorite particular moment within any of the Ahsoka storylines, whether it's the books, the comics, the movies, series? Uh, well, I, 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 like I said before, I mean, I think when she turns her back on the Jedi order, something that she's followed since she was a young girl, um, you know, uh, and just, you know, disagrees with the way they are, um, the way the order is kind of being uh, managed and just says, you know, I've had enough. And even though it's been so important to her for her entire life, she, she's willing to turn her back on it and become a gray Jedi, which I always think, you know, that's always intrigued me, a gray Jedi, you know, cause let's face it. We all think about using the force, you know, and, um, you know, so guys like, uh, you know, Obi-Wan and Yoda, they always use it for good. But, man, we always want to use it for bad, too. You know, we always want to. <laughs> Just you, Fonz. Yeah, Just well, maybe. And uh, so I, I really think it's so unique that she can kind of go between both. You know, she, she she's so well balanced that she can use both sides of the force to her advantage. Which, you know, when you talk about the, the, uh, the, the Mortis arc, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she becomes the new father because she's the balance. She's the balance between the light and the dark. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, I mean, I guess even even Ray as well, right? Ray and Kylo, you know, they, they were kind I'm of that, about that one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's canon. Move yeah. along. Move along. Move along. Yeah, they really matter, you know. Yeah. Ray Lowe. Um, have Have any of you ever met uh, Ashley Eckstein, the the voice of Ahsoka? I will say the coolest. She, I was talking to her, and she pulled me out of the store line in Orlando and got me to the front. So, <laughs> she's the coolest. Wow. She is, and she is so down to earth, so fun. Just the the vibe that she gives off, and to know that she was a fangirl of other stuff before she made this big break and then has turned that into like a livelihood for herself hats off well the thing about ashley is that you know i when when i first 
was watching the Clone Wars. I, I, Eckstein, 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 and I was like, "Oh, that's that's David Eckstein's wife! Holy cow!" You know, <laughs> the, you know, the World Series MVP, and uh, and you know, now I now now she's uh, or now 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 he's actually Eckstein's husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I, I, uh, I've met her, I think twice and they were both at, at, um, Celebration Chicago. And, uh, I had, I met, I was doing, um, I never do like photo ops with, with any celebrities or anything like that, but I wanted to do it with, uh, with her, um, Matt Lanter, who's the voice of Anakin, uh, Dee Bradley Baker, who's the voice of Rex and the clones and James Arnold Taylor, who voices Obi-Wan. And, uh, so I got to meet each one and I, I made them, uh, little buttons, uh, that had their character, um, in, in prototype form, basically, you know, the, the hard copy when possible, then a first shot and then the production figure to kind of show them like, Hey, you, you took like your character went from in a way, nothing to something like it. And that was, that was, you know, that was your gift. Like you were able to create something special in this character and turn it into something real. And, um, when I first met Ashley, uh, I said to her, I said, can I give you a hug? And she was like, absolutely. Come here. Like I'm a hugger. And she just, you know, just kind of grabbed me. And I thought, my gosh, for somebody to be that open and that loving, uh, you know, to me, she is Ahsoka. You know, what, what we see on screen is also what we see in real life. Yeah. Piggybacking off that. I mean, that's partly what drew me to the character is when I started, you know, figuring out who, Ahsoka was, who this character was, I started finding out about Ashley and her whole story. And, and yeah, like Fawn said, I'm like, I, I know that name somewhere. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I connected the dots and, um, you know, it was just crazy. And then the whole, her universe journey and the fact that, you know, even though she was part of, this you know the star wars community and she you know she was a character and stuff you know disney or um at the time lucasfilm was you know she she noticed that there weren't really that many clothes star wars wise for for women and you know girls and stuff like that and so she was like you know hey i want to you know i want to start making stuff for women and and they're like, well, we need you to create a business and we need to sh- see that it's something worth pursuing. And, you know, she had that motivation. She had that drive to do it. And, uh, I mean, and it, it, it caught on and, and look at it today. It's just, um, it's not just women's clothes. It's, it's men's clothes and kids clothes. And you've got everything from, Obviously, Star Wars stuff, a lot of exclusive Ahsoka stuff, which is really hard to get, um, as usual. But I mean, maybe every- for you. <sighs> oh, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, those Hallmark ornaments were tough. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah, let's um, not. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's just it's it's awesome that you know here you have this you know this actor that gets this role. At the time, she didn't know it was, you know, yes, it was in Star Wars, but it's, it was a role of a lifetime and, and she's able to, you know, um, build upon that and, and, 
it's just, uh, it's just a great story. I mean, her book that she has out her universe and, um, just the, the, the stories and, and the life experiences that got her to that point and then how she made it happen. It's just inspiring. And I think, you know, it's just another element to the character to Ahsoka. Um, and I think, again, that's what helps build on the love of this character. And I think, um, it's funny, you know, it, not a lot of people that are general Star Wars fans really know who Ahsoka is, but I think pretty soon, you know, her, her name is going to be even more well-known. And, you know, I, I look forward to that day. That's because everybody's trying to figure out who Bo-Katan is. I, I know. <laughs> <Yes>. and look <laughs> at, you know, and, and, um, you know, that's, that's great. It, it, it gets more people saying, okay, who's this character? She's pretty badass. And I want to find out her origins and look at, there's content to be able to go back and see her story and think of like the people that are going to, you know, if, you know, it's all speculation We're you know, and, and no spoilers, you know, really, but, um, you know, the possibility that we might see her again, um, it just brings more people back. I mean, we all know being Ahsoka collectors, what season seven of the Clone Wars did for the mm. Ahsoka collector market. It was like that stuff is gold, you know, everything, you know, practically everything shot up and became more desirable because people are like, wait a second, you know, they have other figures of hers. They have all of this other merchandise. Um, and it just goes to show that, you know, that I don't think the ceiling is there for, you know, her, you know, collectibles and, and that sort of thing, um, value wise, but also just give us more stuff. They seem to limit everything. <laughs> Ahsoka. Uh, I, I, I think we're dealing with Disney now and I think Disney has caught on and said, Hey, we have this, we have this character that's pretty popular. So we're going to put her in everything you can possibly imagine. And I think they can see it every time that they release something Ahsoka related, it sells out. Um, I, I know that um, Ashley couldn't keep um, a lot of the, the original Ahsoka stuff. Uh, if you've ever seen the, the shirt that says Tano on it, um, you know, it's orange, white mm -hmm. and, and blue. She couldn't keep it in stock for the longest time. Um, the track you know, jacket. The, oh yeah, the track jacket as well, absolutely. And and now with this this crazy ridiculous so so this uh, so Hallmark released an ornament uh, because they hate people and they hate Christmas uh, <laughs> and they like torturing us. Um, they they released an ornament um, that is it, it's Ahsoka from from season seven, and then it also comes with uh, another I guess a secondary ornament that's the um, the clone trooper. Uh, helmet that's painted orange as well and i think it sold out in six minutes on the hallmark site yeah yeah it was uh supposed to be a star wars celebration exclusive and it was limited to 3500 pieces and uh yeah my um internet decided or my <laughs> uh, <laughs> connectivity to the website had problems right when i tried to order it but it's stuff like that i mean i um another ahsoka collector buddy of mine um Mike Fessler, he's uh, he runs Ahsoka Tano's life on Instagram. Um, you know, he's he's locked into you know all those exclusives in that community too, and and it's crazy. You know, when it comes, you know, he's 
he's always trying to get um, the heads up on when the stuff is releasing. And, and it's just him and I go back and forth, like just jaw drop, you know, conversations of like, man, can you believe how fast that sold out? And um, I just, I can't believe how fast some of this stuff sells out. Um, there's certain price points where stuff just, you cannot keep it. I mean, obviously the higher end stuff um, may linger for a little bit longer, but that's uh, the it's the burden we have to bear, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, and Clifton, you you own, as you said before, you own a toy store, um, so I'm assuming you've had Ahsoka stuff come in, and and you know you've you've sold it. But do you have any problem getting Ahsoka stuff uh, for for your store, or do you find when it comes in, it, it goes out pretty quickly? I want to touch on one thing before I answer that. Uh, Fawn said sure. we all want to use the force. And uh, I know you guys are probably as guilty as I am and the people watching. When you walk into a store and the doors open, <laughs> you wave your hand. <laughs> it's and, magic. Yeah, because we all have magic. Um, yeah, every time a, a, an Ahsoka piece walks in the door, um, I can post it up and it could be gone within five minutes to before I close. Um, at this point, I only have one Ahsoka thing on the shelves right now. I'll take it. <laughs> um, so it, it's Ahsoka number nine, which I'm looking for the uh, pre-production. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, everyone raise your hand. <laughs> um, it, it's amazing to think that Ahsoka has been around now for more than 10 years. We're looking at her as, as, uh, knowing her for 12 years now, you know, uh, we first saw her in the movie, uh, in the clone wars film in 2008. So why do you think she's had this much staying power over the past decade? Um, and I'll kind of, I'll push this to, uh, to FJ. I mean, I think, I think so many people can relate to her, right? I mean, she, yeah, it's the hero's journey as well. Um, but just the growth that she had, I mean, we all kind of watched her grow up. Um, and, and then to get to that point where, where she can go to the trials that, that every Jedi wants and she's able to stay true to herself and, and kind of just say, no, this isn't right. That this isn't right. I'm, I, I can't do it. And it's something that she's strived for her whole life. Right. And, and I, and it's not like that was an easy decision for her. Um, I think there was part of her that definitely wanted to just still do it and just jump, but she stayed true to who she was. And I think you know, that's important. And it's something that we can all kind of cling to and um, also look up to. Well, when you have to team up with Asajj Ventress to prove yourself innocent, <laughs> yeah. it takes you down a different path. For sure. Yeah, Obi-Wan had to team up with the Ventress as well. Yeah, and he and Anakin also teamed up with Dooku, which yeah. is interesting. <laughs> they like pairing the, the heroes and villains. Yeah. Well, I think Anna, or uh, I'm sorry, Ahsoka, you know, has fought more Sith and Jedi, you know, in Mortis. She fought Obi-Wan and Anakin, even though they weren't really trying to hurt her. I, I think Ahsoka has fought more Sith than almost any other Jedi. What I think is really crazy about that, Fonz, is she never was in the same room as Dooku. Did she ever fight Palpatine? I don't think she ever fought no. Palpatine. Okay. Oh, she ran from Palpatine, though. 
in the Rebels, you mean, right? With World uh, Return World with Ezra, yeah. Hmm. She fought Bo Katan as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, you know, she fought the Inquisitors. She fought. Uh, Grievous, she fought Maul, she fought Vader, Vader, you know, mm-hmm. her, her, ma- you know, her, her yeah, master, wow. much like, you know, Anakin fought his master and, 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 you know, so there's, there is a parallel there. Um, and she Obi-Wan, fought. Obi-Wan, you know, so yeah. Paris? She had to fight Paris. Did, she fought Grievous, right? Yeah. She and, fought Grievous and, and Ventress. And Ventress, yeah. She a fought bounty hunter, right? <laughs> well, you know, it, if 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 the rumor holds true, they have mentioned her by name. I think this is this character in particular will have more spotlights on her throughout the entire Star Wars history than really anybody through the Jedi. You'll have her from a small child to a Padawan to turning her back through Rebels and now in Mandalorian. Yeah, she links everything. I mean, she really yeah. does. She's the linchpin between the old and the new. Um, where it was Anakin for a while. Where it was Anakin for a while. But now it's Ahsoka because not only Ahsoka does, does she have, you know, she has uh, ties to Anakin, but she has ties to uh, and Obi-Wan and Yoda, but she has ties to um you know, potentially Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian, you know? All right. So, again, she's been around for 12 years now. And as I was prepping for for this conversation, one of the things that's, that struck me was if you look at, say, 20, 2008 all the way to 2019, her, popul- her popularity was growing. But this year, I mean – as you guys were saying before, like the prices of her stuff has skyrocketed. Her popularity has skyrocketed in ways that the only other character that I can think of in recent memory was somebody like Ray when Ray first came out, where all of a sudden, or, or Baby Yoda, right? But but even more so as as like a character um, that that actually spoke and you know closer to a human. Um, people went crazy. The whole, it seemed like globally the whole world lost their mind for Ray and. But what we're seeing that now, especially with Ahsoka, and 2020 has really been the year of Baby Yoda and Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you guys do you guys have any idea why that would have happened this year? Like, why did it come to a head at this point? I mean, I think it's probably getting Dave Filoni um, more involved in the storytelling with, um, you know. Uh, after the the sequel trilogy is over and you know obviously the development with season seven and mandalorian has been going on for a couple of years now but um i think having his influence in there and then the partnership with john favreau um and the weight that he can pull and uh i think that the storytellers at lucasfilm and and dizzy realize that they've got lightning in a bottle with Ahsoka and they've got this, like you said, you know, 12 years of backstory of, um, fandom, um, of the character and, and stuff like that. If they write her story properly in these different eras of her life and, um, within the universe, 
I mean, they've got a a solid hit, you know, as something to build the Disney franchise on going forward. Um, so I, I think that it's, it's kind of along those lines. I mean, I don't, I think the merchandise and stuff falls in line afterwards, but the, the quality of the character, um, shines through after, you know, all those years. And yeah, I think going forward, depending on, you know, what direction they take her in, I mean, the possibilities are endless, you know, with where they could go with her. I, 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 I will say I hope Disney always keeps a place for Ashley with uh, the character of Ahsoka, no matter what happens through the Mandalorian or whatever, uh, because she, like David said before, she is the character. She exudes it everywhere she goes. Um, it made the it made the huge difference in the audiobook to have her read the book versus reading just simply reading the book normal. Uh, I think that would be a big fail if they didn't keep a spot available for her with that character. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think if Ashley keeps pushing because she's always got to push for everything too, uh, she'll she'll be at the forefront. Not that she's going to play live action, but she'll be she'll always be Ahsoka. Yeah, she's the heart and soul of Ahsoka, truly. Right. And this year, um, you know, we had we were fortunate because we've been kind of bookended with uh, two main Star Wars stories. We had Clone Wars Season 7 come out in February, and then The Mandalorian began uh, at the end of October for this year. Um, and in between all of that, uh, we've faced a pandemic. And it's a very strange thing to say, but you could almost point to the pandemic as having a reason or as being a, a reason for the the sudden uh growth in in uh in Ahsoka fans right in in an audience sure um, people had time to watch the clone wars and rebels <laughs> yeah we also had more time in i helped develop patches and and other merchandise and stuff not not to sell but mainly just as swag to trade with friends. And I think a lot of the designers that have been sitting at home have had a lot of extra time and collectible stuff like that has, like David said, really gone through the roof this last year. A lot of art has come out this last year. That is phenomenal. And that I I consider myself kind of lucky because I don't necessarily compete with a lot of you guys because I'm, not really a big vintage action figure, three and a quarter inch. I'm a thank black- you for that. <laughs> I'm a black series guy, so I mean that's that's my forte, and it's it just as expensive some days. <laughs> but uh, art is something that I love to collect, and I've loved to share it with everyone. So I've. I, probably spent a lot of pictures i know i have to david absolutely and again that that's that's part of how we became friends you know it was that communication and that and those conversations over art um ahsoka was going to be a big part of the uh the annual this year for the empire state club oh oh nice yeah so Fonz was going to be hosting uh the annual 
uh, in Syracuse. And uh, that is still on the table, right, Fox? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, whenever, absolutely. Whenever we can do it. She'll be awesome. a big part of it whenever it, uh, whenever it uh, you know, happens. Yeah, and that, that's a beautiful thing. Again, it, it shows kind of how far she's come along, too, where she's she's become, you know, for many of, of the original vintage collectors, she's now become a, a character of note. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so uh, as we wrap up here... Um, what do you think Disney will do with her character in the coming years? I don't mean anything uh, close to what we're looking at with the Mandalorian right now, or you know, spoilers or, or that. But just in general, what do you what do you all see uh, as as uh, potential routes for her character? I, I think, think you'll see Minnie Mouse as uh, Ahsoka Tana. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna. Uh... I think we will eventually get the story of her and Sabine going off and a little more of the story with Ezra and possibly even some more backstory with Thrawn due to the popularity of this new, the new trilogy that Timothy Zahn's coming out. I think all of those are going to start to tie in the web even tighter than it already has because of Ahsoka. And you're talking about when, when you mentioned that, like uh, the the Sabine and Ahsoka arc, the Ezra and Thrawn arc. Those were those were stories that were left pretty open ended at the end of Rebels, um, and and now there is that potential for them to tie them up. And, and I always wonder because I got to see Dave Filoni in Orlando, and you could tell that he was or. Uh, or when he's announced the end of rebels coming up, you could hear the sorrow in his voice when he told the story of him not being able to finish the clone wars. So even though they were kind of rushing rebels into a fourth and final season, instead of doing a fifth season that they very easily could have done, they, they, he said, I I've wrapped up the story that I want to tell right now. And then a year later, we're in Chicago, and he's saying, check it out. (laughs) They're letting me go back and finish Clone Wars now because we knocked it out of the park with Rebels. So I wonder if that will be another, you know, a year, two years, maybe even three down the line after he's done playing with the Mandalorian. Will we come back to that arc again and revisit those characters? Because He's clearly demonstrated he can come back and visit a character at any time. Absolutely. Okay, one final question for each of you. Um, So we don't know what's coming next. You know, we have the Mandalorian in front of us, and then after that it's kind of an open slate. Um, If you could get any one story on any type of medium – you know, so whether it's a, a film, a series, a comic, a graphic novel, a book, whatever it is, um, what story or what era, uh, uh, what part of Ahsoka's life would you like to see be told in a, in, a, in an upcoming story? Well, I mean, we we kind of touch on it. I think one of the most fun. Uh, story story arcs, you know, or um, you know, storylines would would be that search with Sabine um, for for Ezra, and you know, you think about all the adventures and the places and and everything that they could go on, and 
for me, I mean, I would want that to be, you know, an animation and whether it's a, a mini series or, um, you know, even just a one season kind of thing, uh, you know, it seems to be kind of what's potentially going to happen with a lot of these limited series on Disney plus. Um, I think, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, build on the amazing animation that they did with season seven and kind of, you know, give it that rebels flair. Um, I mean, that's right off the bat. That's kind of, you know, what I would want to see. I agree with Chris. And I think I would definitely like to see it in that animation style. Um, and then her story beyond if she does show up in Mandalorian, you know, beyond that, maybe keep that in live action since you're starting it that way. So, you know, we can have a couple things going on at once. Um, but definitely keeping that search for Ezra and animation, I think is, is really important. Well, one of my favorite scenes with Ahsoka was at the end of Rebels where she's, you know, for lack of a better term, Ahsoka the White. And I'd like to know how she became Ahsoka the White. You know, she doesn't have her lightsaber. She just has her staff and she has her white, you know, her white hood. You know, how did she earn Like that? Gandalf the Grey? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, like Gandalf. You know, I, you know, I'm not. You know, I, I, I like that stuff, but not that much. Sure, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah, whatever. Hobbit. I'd like to see the story in between. Uh, you know, Episode Seven up to Rebels. Uh, you know, to see how she turned Ahsoka the White and everything else. Well, I'd like to see just a little bit after that when she became Fulcrum, when she, because it, it appears to me that she was a ringleader in this opera, Operation Fulcrum that ran through Rebels. Question yeah. Do we see her in the Cassian Andor series? Oh. I may not watch the Cassian Andor series. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is the through line now for, it, for modern Star Wars stories, though. Um, I would, I would really like to see. So, when, when uh, at the end of the uh, the Clone Wars series, uh, I'd like to see where she goes from there. Um, and you know, and without saying too much, because it's it's still a pretty new show. But I, I would like to see where her character goes with maybe uh, certain other characters as well. Um, it'll be kind of interesting to see like the year after. Yeah. Does she show up in the Obi-Wan series? That would be cool because it's another character she could connect with that she knows, yeah. And then, and then when Yoda said, no, there's another, now I could be talking about Ahsoka. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, the, the cool thing about all this is it's all on the table. Yeah, and it's all a possibility. Absolutely, I was mad she wasn't and, in the holiday special. I was, you know, <laughs> some kind of shout out. Hey, <laughs> the Lego holiday special. That's what I'm talking about. The Lego <laughs> holiday special. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, for for doing part one of the, of our uh, roundtable tonight, and uh, I, I hope uh, you guys all come back for uh, for another round, and uh, and we'll we'll speak very soon. Awesome. Sounds great, David. You have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. You. Great talking. Thank to you, you, everybody. Thanks, David. We weren't supposed to meet. That way, if captured, we couldn't reveal the other rebels to the Empire. That was the protocol. The protocol has changed. 
crime? Ahsoka. My name is Ahsoka Tano. Why did you come here? Because of you and your apprentice. Many in this system and beyond have heard your message. You gave them hope in their darkest times. We didn't want that hope to die. So what happens now? I don't know. One chapter has closed for you, Ezra Bridger. This is a new day. A new beginning. Guess what? Tomorrow what? we're gonna do this again. We're gonna get it perfect. <laughs> 